Welcome to Tuscan Radio. My name is Drew Gretsch. And I'm Mike Badroff. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. It's been a couple weeks. It's just been... <laughs> it's been super busy. Um, just like a lot of stuff going on with life. We weren't able to get a podcast on this weekend for obvious reasons. Spending three hours podcasting about Spider-Man No Way Home. Which, by uh-huh. the way... Uh-huh. <laughs> and everyone on this podcast listening... I want this to be known. I'm going to preface this now. I will not get in trouble legally for this, <laughs> but if Drew spoils anything about No Way Home, because I, Mike Badrov, have not seen it and will be seeing it this Thursday, I will be murdering Drew live on podcast. It'll be the first... No, that's, that's actually a lie. There's been murders on podcasts before. Probably. But in there's going to be a murder on a Marvel podcast, on a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> well, due to the sheer box office numbers... Tripling the previous pandemic record, becoming the set. These are not details of the movie. <laughs> these are not details from the movie. It's details about the movie. Yeah. Relating to the quality of the movie, no, no details about things that happen in the film. Due to this year box office, um, another Marvel podcast hosted by myself. And you on one occasion, not four. I was doing you. I didn't want to call. Ah, okay. Um, but uh, I'm bid for tuna. (laughs) The instant reaction to Spider-Man No Way Home that I posted on Thursday is the number one podcast I've ever recorded. In views, yes. Um. So that's insane. So guys, if you've if you saw No Way Home this weekend and you're looking for a Marvel podcast, another Marvel podcast, go and check that that one out. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's I, I give it above a great. I don't know about a, I don't know if there's like a mediocre word between <laughs> great and amazing. Because amazing would mean that he'd resurrect like Stan Lee. Ah, but like it's above great. I don't know a word for that. Yeah. Because I feel like decent is like too preposterous. Probably. Or like posturing, but like, you know what? It's above grade. Uh, so, um, go and check out another Marvel podcast. We've been doing this for two minutes and 37 seconds. We have been doing this for two and a half minutes at this point. Um, Time flies. We are now going to go into some listener feedback to start. You have feedback? Yeah, we got one little piece of feedback. Uh, it's all about you, Michael. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, no. Uh, so this is, uh, from, uh, the boss at Enigma underscore 57, uh, who, who wrote to us saying, thanks for the mention, smiley face, smiley face. When you mentioned my name, I was at first, that name sounds familiar. Uh, crying, laughing emoji times three. This guy's a dad. Probably. Yeah, that, or like, I was like an uncle. Or like a godfather or someone. He has to be like some sort of father figure in someone's life. Most likely. Because he's using the crying emojis. <laughs> the crying laughing emojis to be specific. The be- boss, you're a great dude, but I feel like you're a dad. Yeah. Before realizing, oh, that's me, followed by a huge smile. Star Wars needs to decide if they want to do uh, an MCU type timeline or not. It says timelines. I'm not sure if that's referring to like Loki things. Or if it's like jumping, it's been so long since we recorded last week. Uh, talk about like talk about the last Jedi, dude. Yeah, I know. But like, then we talk about uh, talk about the last Jedi. 
Book of Boba Fett and where, where his future lies. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Yes. Rogue Squadron cancellation and then the Rangers. Ca- Ranger no, Rangers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boss. Is one of your fi- top five favorite movies Top Gun 2? <laughs> top Gun 2 is not no, yet. No, out. no, like Top Gun 2, like T.O.L. Like Top Gun has to be like one of your top five. I feel like I'm getting that from you. <laughs> um, I, there are things about Star Wars that I feel it's better than... Did he because include, look, Star Wars has... Did he include a champ in that tweet? Oh, well, there's three tweets. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, well, we'll go into the next two tweets after. But the... Does he have ranger slippers? Star Wars, like... Obviously, in the MCU, we have things like Captain Marvel. Uh, my my personal... Captain Marvel's a good where, movie. Yeah, no, I... I'm saying it's good. I'm saying in time, like timeline wise, like we've really only had like two prequels in the MCU. Most everything in Phase Four thus far is taking place around the same time. Like, yes, some m- movies take place a few weeks before the event. Agents of Shield is no, no. Uh, Captain uh, uh, Carter is a prequel show. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the movies here, in quote, quote unquote, real MCU. But you know what is real MCU with the multiverse? Carter's real MCU. You saw that they kind of Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis is real MCU, and Carter, Peggy Carter, or, what, eight, was the show called Agent Carter? The show was called Agent Carter. I thought it was called Carter this whole time. <laughs> um, but, like, with, like, I liked Anthony's It's a good show. It's a good show. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, like, the nature of the MCU really only ever moves forward. Does the boss call coffee a cup of joe? <laughs> no. Um... We're going to have our own separate p- piece of feedback episode where it's just going to be you reading feedback and, and bullying people. <laughs> it's not bullying. It's the like predictions. Fine. I'm giving predictions about the feedback from this guy. Because I love the fact that he took the time to give him feedback. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's great for you, too. Like, a guy's yeah. uh, feedback on your podcast. Oh, absolutely. But... And so I get to poke fun a little. You know, Star Wars is like... We have the Mandalorian right now, and it feels like, you know, Disney parks and things. I don't think... Star Wars is like a restaurant. Star Wars is like a restaurant. The, um... But, you know, we have the Mandalorian... Like, next year, 2023, I guess. 2023... Next year's 2022. I know, I misspoke. It's basically next year. It's, like, mid to late December at this point. Um, but... The first two shows in 2023 are going to be Ahsoka and The Acolyte, which are going to be set, like... What Kenobi? That's in the next year. That's, uh, May. 2023? No. It's 2022. When does Ahsoka come out? Ahsoka? What? Uh, my prediction is j- is January. Prediction. Your prediction is January. Yeah, no, based on when the show starts filming. We have not... The, the oh, show I, is reported... I feel, like, I feel like we messed up our timeline. So, 2022, next year, right? Yes, next year. Next year. The show's coming out in 2022. Kenobi. Yes. Mando season three. Mm-hmm. And then... We have Andor. And- Andor's 2022? Yeah. And- Andor is uh, confirmed for summer 2022. Nice. Ahsoka. Ahsoka's 2023. Right. And Acolyte is 2023. And I also have some words about Acolyte because I was watching Doctor Strange earlier today. Nice, nice. 
well, what are your words about the Acolyte? Because you're watching Doctor Strange. What What about Doctor Strange made you think of the Acolyte? So, Doctor Strange, it focuses heavily on the mystic side of the Marvel Universe. Yes. I feel like uh, the only... The Force is, while a powerful tool, we have not gotten many views on its mystic side. We've gotten the views yeah. in the books. We've gotten the views in Star Wars of Clone Wars and Rebels. And those are the only, like, mystic sides besides the last Jedi's black pit hole in the mirrorverse. Black in the mirrorverse. So, I feel like the Acolyte would be a greater uh, Force Revolve show in the mysticism and the powers that the Force holds. Because we have, like, the Elders with the final Yoda episodes in Season 6. And that was a whole LCD trip of Force powers. Mm-hmm. Then you had Rebels with all the temples. And then you also have general just force meditation and going into uh, rumors and stuff. But when I was watching Doctor Strange, when Doctor Strange first goes into the temple uh, and just kind of gets pushed in like the four, like ancient ones, kind of like. Yeah. And it goes like. Fake multiverse. It's like a giant drug trip. And like goes, sees like a butterfly on the moon, gets like all these hand crawls around him. Yeah. Sees like. And it's, it's visually stunning, but we haven't. But I feel like the act like that'd be pretty cool to see, like, whoever this person is or, like, a character in there is just set into the Force. Well, we've actually got a bit of casting news for the Acolyte. Raw Dog the Force. What? And the Force has been generally protected, like, protected with, like, a human, like, person. Like, you really only see the Force, like, human subjects and, like, then the Elders. But, like, you just kind of, like, Raw Dog yourself into the Force and just kind of throw yourself in there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this, Drew? It's a little, little strange. So back to the boss's feedback. <laughs> what I was saying was the MCU in its in the nature of its storytelling has to be very linear and forward-moving with the exception of a few things. Star Wars, you can just jump around in the, time, in the timeline a lot, and I feel like that allows for greater and more diverse storytelling. Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the boss continues. I, I, just, I, just, I feel like mo- both Marvel and Star Wars have that capability. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, my theory is that uh, the Agatha show, House of Harkness, is... I don't understand that. That has to be a prequel. Yeah, it has to be a prequel. I mean, un- unless, like, I mean... Uh, I-, I think there are possibilities that we see her in, in Doctor Strange 2. I saw the leaked Doctor Strange trailer. Like yeah. part of it, I didn't get like a full chance. I didn't watch the full trailer, even though it's just a commercial. I I got. I that saw Doctor Strange going to ask Wanda for help, mm-hmm. and then they see evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, from what if? Yes, and I was so. Oh, uh, spoilers for No Way Home because this is the post credits. It is. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. No. God damn it. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. No. Michael, it I is a com- the trailer, not it, the it, it, it is a commercial. It you is? watch a commercial for a movie. What? You watch a commercial. That's the ending credit scene? There is another credit scene that I'm not gonna say. <laughs> you watch that of your own volition. And I was told it was the leaked Doctor Strange trailer. I thought it was some Twitter shit, not <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, do you remember in like the first Avenger, the first Cap movie, how like the credit scene was the trailer for the Avengers? No. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. 
Oh, that's that's funny. That's funny. You were wait 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 wait. How were you on Twitter this weekend without seeing any like leaked pictures from the movie? Uh, I searched up the Doctor Strange shows because I heard Alex Edwards like Michael. I saw like the leaked Doctor Strange shows. Ah, it okay. was when I searched it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll go watch the Lee Dark Shade trailer because at least it's not Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> then you realize it's the part of Spider-Man No Way Home. And you have to tell me it's Spider-Man No Way Home. I think that's actually funny. It, it has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. It does not have anything to do with the plot of the movie, but I thought it was going to be a genuine surprise at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you and were well, saying about the Doctor Strange 2 trailer. <laughs> Uh, Agatha, they either asked Agatha for help because she's another powerful mystic source, and they release her. That's the only way I see Agatha getting released because Westview is a pretty solid prison. Yeah, um, and she's also no longer rendered. You can't escape a problem you don't have any idea about. You can't help an addict that doesn't want help. That's true. So Westview is that exact prison. It's a mental prison of, oh, everything's fine and dandy. And uh, I guess it's just there because uh, no one's gonna help. Okay, so um, so so the boss continues writing. Problem with the ST was no joint up storytelling between the three movies. Every director wanted to be the star, wanted to be the, the star, instead of the movie being the star. Thanks for discussing the my tweet in detail. Very refreshing to have that engagement. Uh, I I love to listen to feedback. I, I I think it's great. I I want a lot more. Of it. Well, so are you from the Midwest? <laughs> you probably described the weather as muggy out. <laughs> um. Do you have like a cheap like company give out mug that you usually drink out of? That's actually pretty solid. You got that? Uh, you know, I I've got that. Uh, Doctor Strange mug. Oh really? Remember in, in oh really? In, in, like 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 in the Oh, for fox sake. Oh, it was like the picture of the fox. And I, I also got the, um, you got the, the Hawkeye mug on pre-order. Uh, Thanos was right. Oh, wait, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I agree The the sequel, and we, we talk about this so much in the podcast, but, uh, I, I compared the sequel films. I believe it was, was it to Fast and Furious in the terms in terms of storytelling? With um, like every single movie standalone, like it's not like one big saga. It's like a bunch of standalone movies. Well, Fast and Furious is a bunch of standalone movies. You ever watch the other ones? Hmm. You ever watch the other Fast and Furious movies to like watch? Because like the characters. Are... Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying it's like there is not one overarching plot. The Fast and Furious. Oh, right. Like you know, a I, I, for each. I just think that, that that that's what I compared it to. It's like every movie in the. I don't sequels. think you compared it to, but it's a decent comparison. I'm not following, but I get your point. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we, we talked about that in in depth. So, uh, the final thing from the boss. Uh, for background, it was Mandalorian, which made me fall in love with Star Wars again. Because of Mandalorian, I I watched the Clone Wars, Rebels. Rewatched the prequels and originals, then did wow. Solo. Fell in love with Rogue One. That's why I, I hope KK is humble and gives the creative control to others. She's giving... Dude, what creative control... 
You want Dave, if you want Dave Filoni to be the owner of Lucasfilm, that's just kind of not 2020 hindsight. Kathleen Kennedy is doing a great job. She is. She's a great producer. It, it, it's just there's... Name one thing Kathleen Kennedy has done bad besides posturing that people are going to blame the sequels on. The sequels was a group of people and a multi-million, multi-billion dollar industry thought the line, somehow Palpatine has returned, was a good plot line to pass. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy cannot be blamed upon while everyone is human. If you name me, a, if you send me a solid, like, 85 article list that Kathleen Kennedy has done anything wrong, I'll bite. If... Kathleen Kennedy has done a lot of great things, in my opinion, for Lucasfilm. A lot of those great things, I believe, are down the road. Uh, and such things as Kenobi, where the, the Mandoverse continues. Um, I, I think Indy 5 is going to be great. I think Indy 5 is going to be great. I think that the Willow series could be awesome. What are you talking about? Well, other Lucasfilm things. The point is, is that... Indy 5? Wait, what? Indiana Jones 5. Oh, Jesus. Indiana Jones is not my favorite reference right now. Yeah. Um, but I, there's... What I've said in the past is I've compared the sequel films and, like, honestly, all of Star Wars from 2015 to 2019 is sort of like phase one of the MCU. Phase one of the MCU is pretty shaky. It's not all that great. You got like two solid movies in there, in my opinion, with the first Iron Man and the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like around uh, the Winter Soldier. Also, for really anyone that thinks Kathleen Kennedy is a bad producer, she's one of the best producers. She is the greatest producer of all time, but that does not mean that. Eight Academy Best Picture Awards oh, with $11 billion worldwide. And then, uh, Jesus, her net worth is amazing. Oh, yeah. And she produced E.T. in the Jurassic World series, or Jurassic Park. She, the, the, she's the greatest producer of all time. And she also produced Mandalorian. Yes. And Solo. But and she is not necessarily a creative person. What does she have to do with creativity? She's not. She doesn't do anything with the ideas. What... The reports that have come out of every project that directors have, have left, you know, like uh, Lord and Miller on, on Solo, uh, Gareth Edwards' Rogue One, the, um, and he, he was the final director, but I, I mean, if there was more time, he probably would have been replaced with the director. They changed so much about that movie. What, what, what movie? Uh, Rogue One. The the point is that like oh and the reports like we heard about Patty Jenkins said I don't know nothing about Patty Jenkins. I only noticed that she's Air Force related. She wants to do Rogue Squadron and I'm all for it. I just know nothing about her. Oh yeah, no, I I I think she could do. I mean, Wonder Woman. The first one's great. Yes. Second one. It's a Christmas story. A lot of problems. I I feel. Um, I, I, think third one's one's story. I think the third one's going to be right. I think the third one... The one? Yeah, of course yeah. we're the third one. What? Yeah. It's going to be World War II ways? No, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as updated on DC. I, I think it'd probably be like more present day. All right, because this is a, another Star Wars battle. <laughs> wait, 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 no, the Tuscan Radio. Wait, 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 oh, God. It's Tuscan Radio. Um, but like, you know, Patty Jenkins just like... They never... 
settled on a script. The movie was announced a year ago. They had graphic designs. They never settled on a script. So it's, it, it's just they don't have a script. Like it's like you, you should never announce a movie unless you have a script ready. Yeah, true. And you are far enough into pre-production where it's like, like I don't think that they should announce uh, release dates until it, a movie starts filming. Mm. Think about how many times Indiana Jones 5 has been delayed. I, be, I didn't even think that movie was still going on. I don't believe it's happening until I'm in the theater watching it. I... That's that one in particular. I'm not going to believe is actually happening. And they're they started shooting about six months ago. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they're not done yet. It it kind of scares me that it's been six months and they're not done shooting. How long does the movie to shoot? Typically, um, it's about three or four months. Really? Yeah. What's that? Was longer? Uh, I I know. Most of the Disney Star Wars films were about a hundred days. Rise really? of right, yeah, yeah, and then you know there were reshoots also, but like Rise of Skywalker, I know it took about five months to shoot, or no six months to shoot. Just but you know, all the behind the scenes drama that happened with Rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, I I think that Kathleen Kennedy, at, at least for TV, I really hope is like just taking a step back and, and letting the creative people do the job that she hired them to do and not micromanage it. So I really hope that like Patty Jenkins thing happens. I think she's a great director. I, I, I don't really want to see a rogue squadron movie. That's not directed by her. Just because you could tell the passion she had for it. You could tell the passion she had for it. Until I see like a movie, like it's a trailer, like everyone has to have passion for a trailer because they wouldn't just like throw out a trailer like they, they don't think is marketing yeah. worthy because that was also the Disney, what, 2020 budget thing? This was the uh, Disney investor last year, which yeah, was so, like, awesome. I actually like want to see you like do interviews about it and stuff. Yeah. And like having a TV spot because I don't believe there's like any, there's the hype, there's nothing... To look forward to the Rogue Squadron. No characters, no nothing. So I don't... Like, I love vehicles. I'm a very giant vehicle person in Star Wars. And pretty much all franchise in general. Like, Halo vehicles. Love Halo vehicles. Yeah. But, like... You're gonna give me a movie about... A fighter squadron. And it's like... A Top Gun comic? But yeah. it's unfinished, so I'm... I say nothing now. I wait... As you guys heard on the last podcast, my new um, sort of philosophy, I guess, when it comes to discussing upcoming Star Wars pro- uh, projects is like, for me, it's not real until it's done shooting. So for me, the only real Star Wars is upcoming is Book of Boba Fett, uh, Kenobi and Hamor. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. The way you say it, like, Book of Boba Fett, like, it's like you're just... Sends between... Oh, okay. I love the way that he says uh, tattooing. It's like tattooing. Tattooing. Uh, well, actually, we're so moving into Book of Boba Fett. Uh, next week in nine days. Yep. N- eight days in in uh, eight days. I'll I'll be getting ready. I'll I'll be um. Will you be like out of town? I I will be out of town. Yeah, but 
Uh, it's not like we, 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 we've got a, a place in Northern Michigan. So okay. it's not like it's a hotel where it's like, here's our schedule. It's like, it's essentially a second home. So hey. I'll be there with a, a friend who's not yet seen Mando season two. Really? Yeah. Cause he's like, no one was talking about it. No one was talking about it. Cause everyone was like on zoom. That's why no one was talking about it. Cause no one talked on zoom. Um, I know. I've. The only way that I got him to watch Loki was like, I will text you a picture of a spider every single day until you watch Loki. And he watched one episode and he's like, yeah, you don't need to do that. I'm going to binge this whole, whole thing in one day. He's like, that's not going to work with Star Wars though. So I'm going to sit. I'm gonna... Ben never finished the Mandalorian season two finale because he's like, they already spoiled the Luke Skywalker thing for me. Fuck there's a thing about spoilers that I wish we could have a discussion about, but we can't until Thursday. About how I don't really feel spoilers are a big problem when it's about uh, when it's not about big character moments. So, <laughs> um, I think you should tread lightly. I- I'm treading as lightly as I can. <laughs> I'm treading it as lightly as Kevin Feige does. <laughs> Kevin Feige. <laughs> Treads about as lightly as a foot. As a what? As a foot. Oh, a that, foot. That, that, that reference doesn't fall on you, does it? It doesn't. What's the reference? Yeah, it's fine. It's what, a, what's the reference? I want to know. It's a, it's a show. What show? Letter K. I've never heard that. Exactly. <laughs> um, go, 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 go. But, yeah, no, seven, uh, eight days, I'll be staying up. I'll, I'll be starting to rewatch Mando season two. Hopefully, uh, at that point, you know. I think you should just like watch the Boba Fett episodes. I feel like. Yeah, yeah no, that's probably what I'm gonna do. I'll, I mean, the uh, the trash episode was so good. Okay. I I love that episode. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we we've actually gotten confirmation that the show is seven episodes, not eight. I thought it was gonna be eight, but it's it's seven. So it starts December 29th. Weekly, of course. So that puts episode seven, the finale on Every Friday, right? Huh? Uh, Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So the whole plan now is um. So after Loki, like, cause Loki season the, the premiere had the. Uh, it was Wednesdays. Yeah, it was Wednesdays, and then that was like, oh wait, we've got like because, the whole thing is like people watch them on Wednesdays, so, like they they don't get spoiled like at work the next day, so it creates a higher number of people watching on day one. Oh, true. Whereas like when they were on Fridays, it's like all right, well. I've gotten until Monday to watch it before I get spoiled. True. So, Wednesdays just create a higher demand for it. And honestly, I feel that Wednesdays make the week go faster. True. Because it's like, it's like essentially two half weeks and, and not one full week. I don't know why. It just feels like the half week thing feels faster. Like a checkpoint. For, uh, you know, for Loki and, and for Hawkeye now. True. Um, which, by the way... Be a bit of a crossover <laughs> in Hawkeye. I didn't say that. What? I think there are, are events. They're in the same place at the same time. <laughs> and by same place, I mean, I mean in the same city in the same, you know, three month period. <laughs> which you knew. Which we've talked about before. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the facial making is really funny. <laughs> Um, oh, really? Uh, Robert Rodriguez is directing. Oh, yeah, love that guy. 
He's great. He's yeah, great. Do you spy kids? Uh, yes. It's funny. But we know that he is directing three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. He's directing three episodes. We also know other directors include John Favreau, Woo! Dave Filoni, Woo! Bryce Ellis Howard. Woo! Wait, who? Uh, she directed a couple episodes. Uh, she directed um, in the Mandalorian. She directed up season one, episode four, the uh, Sanctuary episode. Oh, that's a good episode. And then she directed the Bo-Katan episode in season two. <gasps> So she's directing an episode of Boba Fett. Uh, I like her now. Now I know who she is. Marvel Television alum Kevin Tankerowan is directing a few episodes. Don't take your own. Don't tank it, Tankerowan. He has directed show. He's directed uh, Marvel shows. He directed uh, uh, oh the uh, an episode of Iron Fist. Unfortunate. He directed an, 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 an episode yeah, of Inhumans. He directed, unfortunately, an episode of Inhumans, but it gets better. Inhumans? Oh, I forgot those even shows. He directed, oh, wait, no. Before it gets better, he directed an episode of, of Hellstrom, which I actually didn't hate. I didn't hate Hellstrom. What's Hellstrom? Oh, uh. Did you watch that one? No, I never watched that one. I heard about it for like a second and then never watched it. Yeah, it, it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. But he directed 16 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wow, good for him. Uh, he, he directed uh, a lot of great episodes, like a lot of my favorites. He directed the uh, Space Time episode. Do you remember that one? In Agents of Shield? Yeah. It was uh, in season three when, like. I haven't watched Agents of Shields in forever, and keep it 100. Yeah, he directed a lot of great episodes of Agents of Shield, so I can't wait to see what he does in, in the Star Wars universe. And then the other, and the last director is Steph Green. Steph Green, oh, she directed an episode of Watchmen, which I thought was fantastic. Nice. Uh, she directed an episode of Luke Cage. Nice. Where's the Daredevil? Yeah, none of these guys directed Daredevil, which I thought was the best Netflix series. Uh, go, go watch Daredevil, guys, I mean, especially with, uh, with Hawkeye. What? With, with what's happening in Hawkeye. <laughs> and uh, reports about She-Hulk with... Um, Dog. You heard about the She-Hulk reports? Uh, well, I know she's a lawyer. Well, yeah, so there are reports like Charlie Cox is going to be on that show. All right. We don't know if Charlie... No, he's confirmed to play Daredevil. I don't know if he's in the MCU, though. Uh, yeah, it, it, what he said a few months back is that, like, it's going to be the same. It's like... It was funny because he's... Are they making a show canon now? I, I don't know. I, I think on Wednesday with Hawkeye, which... I don't know anything about the phenomenon, but I wouldn't watch until after you've seen No, no Way Home. Mm-hmm. But I, no, I'm actually watching that before I see No Way Home. <laughs> you, you might get spoiled then. I don't know what's in it, but I think there's a possibility you could get spoiled. Uh, it's, because of the way that Marvel operates. I don't know what it'd be, but like... I there think there, the whole, there I are think some whole, things that could be. I think the whole, like, I'm a very good lawyer, Peter. I don't know. That's why that seems so bullshit to me. <laughs> No, just because um, we're gonna continue. <laughs> we're gonna continue. We're we're gonna continue continue before I say something that I shouldn't say. <laughs> All right, just say. It. Um, the a- the acolyte, the acolyte, uh, Amanda Stenberg has been uh, is apparently a front runner, and I believe she's 
been cast in the series. Uh, she was, um, she uh, previously starred in The Hate You Give, which is a great movie, it's fantastic. Um, she played the character Rue in The Hunger Games. So she was. I actually watched The Hunger Games. I never. I don't. I know nothing about The Hunger Games. You should watch The Hunger Games. The, the first two are good. The first two are good, and then the well, last I, two aren't. How many have you picked up one of the books? You don't have to pick up the books. The the books are good. The movies do. The, the movies do a great job. Um, but yeah. Um, so there's a, the things about the acolyte. Moving on to Ahsoka now. We got some news about Ahsoka. Do you guys know some of my most anticipated series? I got a lot of Ahsoka. There's one Rex, but he's probably LinkedIn. Maybe. I mean, you know, there there were some leaks that I don't really believe that we could be seeing Rex and Echo in Boba Fett. No. I, I don't think that's likely. I mean, I... We we proved you wrong. Here's what I don't think we're we're gonna see. Echo especially. The minute you have well, so here's my my thing with like TV spoilers. Right. If you like go online or something after an episode comes out, it's on you. Yes. Because you can. Like, I wake up and watch the Disney Plus shows immediately. I understand not a lot of people do that, but I do. I don't want to get spoiled. So, right. it's it's just like, and you know, the Bad Batch has been out for, the, the finale has been, was four months ago, so I do not feel bad at all spoiling it now. Um, like, I feel like after a week, you should be fine talking about it. Oh, especially after a week. I, I, I say- I take that back because it's been a week. Well, movies are different. Movies are different. For movies, I usually give it about 10 days. That gives, like, two full weekends. Right, yeah, true. Like, two full weekends, and then I'm like, alright, you can talk about certain things, like, certain people that appear, but maybe not. I love how we haven't talked about Marvel's What certain characters do. Um, But yeah. So, <laughs> the the reason why I don't think that Echo's in Boba Fett is because that wouldn't necessarily remove stakes. Because I still felt stakes during the Black Widow movie. The stakes are high during Bad Batch. With everyone besides Rec, Bad Batch, I'm assuming, has to be uh, somewhat... They're gonna, they're, one of them is going to die. Yeah, I mean, I thought there was. I, a, I don't think it's going to be full world one, but like one of them's going to Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think there's going to be. In Bad Batch, or like if if Echo, who's a main character in Bad Batch, is in Boba Fett, we're just like, oh, he's he he's alive. Like the he he doesn't die in the series. Right. And then like having multiple clones in. The post Return Jedi era might. So there's. It, it, it's the same thing as like them like having like so many Jedi survive Order sixty six. It just like sort of cheapens the moment, I guess. Like it's it's sort of thing like literally everyone in DMCU Phase Four that we've met or most everyone survived the blip. So, it's it's removed so many stakes from that moment. Yeah. Also, like the, there's. Two confirmed clones alive after 
uh, Return, of the, Return of the Jedi. Rex, we don't know his... We know he dies at some point after Return of the Jedi. Well, yeah. We don't know... So does almost every other Star Wars character who's alive at the time of Return of the Jedi. But we also know that Kix, who was captured... That's true. Who was captured between the siege of... Uh, the first siege in Season 7... And he gets captured somebody between then because he discovers Order 66. Count Dooku captures him. His pod is knocked off course. And he crash lands in the desert. And so in the book Dooku's Treasure, the Corsair pirates, they find his treasure thing. It's one of Count Dooku's mysterious Sith treasures. And they find Kix. Right. Kix is then featured in many comics of like the guy who hears all his brother's screams. Um, well, not many, just like the one. But he's like he has like old Phase One clone uh, body armor on. Yeah, so he's the only he's the last surviving clone. Right. I and then which of the three clones died in the Rebels finale? Because there was it was uh, Gregor. Gregor died. We don't we haven't seen Wolf after the Rebels finale. Did Wolf come back for the Rebels finale? Uh yes. Because okay. he like he saw like the wolves like jumping on like this one. He was like, "Oh, it's your wolf bag." Right. Uh, yeah. <sighs> like, and then of course Boba Fett also survived. But and Omega, I feel like Omega is gonna survive here. I don't really count Boba Fett as a clone. No, he's, he's a clone. technically a clone. He's a clone. But he doesn't. Yeah, he is a clone, but he's not a clone trooper. No, he's not a clone trooper. But but when I like when I say clones, I, I mean the the troopers, and I guess also uh, o- Omega. No way is Omega in the series. No. Well, actually, wait a minute. Like there were so many theories. I remember when Bad Batch was was kind of like we were gonna see Boba Fett. Do you think that we were gonna see uh, Cad Bane? Uh, in Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, well. So on YouTube for a while they had the season seven unfinished cuts mm-hmm. of uh, season seven. They had a right. crystal arc, they and they had a bounty hunters arc. In that bounty hunters arc, what had happened is a young Boba Fett and a Cad Bane had dueled, and Boba Fett had somewhat won the duel done due to his best car armor, and that Cad Bane jumped right in the head. If he didn't have his helmet on, he would have died. And then Boba Fett also shot Cad Bane in the head, and his head flew off. It is supposed that that's where Cad Bane died, but also with Bad Batch, you can see a metal plate on the top of his forehead. So, what you can assume is that, based on the data provided, that that duel had already happened. Yes. I don't know what comes of Cad Bane, and they're coming. He's just one of the best bounty hunters, if not the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that like, rivals him is probably Django or um and I don't want to say Boba Fett is bad enough, but like dude got knocked off by a blind dude with a stick <laughs> wasn't like and then escaped and always left for down the sands of Tatooine like Boba Fett's cool but like dude got knocked off by, by a blind dude like a cartoon character <laughs> yes and so <laughs> Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, both of it, uh, no, Cad Bane. Honestly, yeah, I'd love to see him, I don't think. Now, we know that, like, 
when they made the announcement, like, they were, like, removing Legends and canceling Clone Wars, like, they were treating all unfinished Clone Wars arcs as still canon. I now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I'd rather see Cad Bane and, like, that duel in this show in live action. Right. Like, even if that means just, like, removing some lines of reference books. Because how I see the reference books is it's, like, it's canon until an actual story will, like, fill in those gaps. You know? Like, it's it's canon. Because, so, the, un- did you ever watch the Unfinished episodes? No, I did not. So like, not f- because I was going to, and I just, like, could never find them. So, that's how I knew what Season 7, like, the first arc was going to be. Because you can see with the, the first three Unfinished episodes were, that's how... My dad wouldn't believe me because I'm like, Dad, there's the unfinished episodes of Star Wars. Like, there's probably some fan creation. And you can see, like, the walking, the talking. They had, like, Matt Lanter, D. Bradley Baker, and they had nothing about Ahsoka. So you didn't see Ahsoka in any of those episodes. It was just, like, the Jesse and the Bad Batch. That's where you first saw the Bad Batch. And that's where you also saw, like, the Padme on the nosedive. Right. I don't know if you ever saw that clip on like, Instagram, too. I, I did see that. that. Came from. Yeah. That's the deleted scenes. And then the second arc was Obi-Wan and Anakin go look for the biggest Kyber crystal ever on Utapal. And they look, and it's a Jedi is murdered also along with this crystal. And this crystal is then the one that powers up the Death Star. It's a crazy story. Crazy. Wyverns come in, Anakin and Obi-Wan finally have a chance to talk about Ahsoka. I hate the fact that they deleted that. I, I have seen that scene. Yes. I hate the fact that they didn't finish it because that would have been a great story. Uh, and then the third one is the bounty, the bounty hunter arc. I was but, but that, but that was never like a full arc. Like that was just one scene, right? No, that was. Like, they had full episodes. Yeah, but did they release those? So they're on YouTube. If we search up unfinished episodes right now, I I thought that they only ever like released that one an- animatronic reel. Oh. They never did the full like three or four episode arc. Unfinished. No, so I because because like there were the the theories about that scene potentially being in the bad batch. So, unfinished. Uh, I used to do newspaper club for like my, my elementary school, and they gave us like free internet access for like a whole hour. Ah. <laughs> and so on YouTube, I'd just be searching up Star Wars Clone Wars stuff and like, you know, custom Lego Clone Wars thing and many things. And so YouTube <laughs> gave me probably the best gem I've ever. Unfinished Star Wars. Unfinished Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, unfinished. Those are just scenes. There's the Boa Fett versus Kevin scenes. Uh, there's the Bounty Hunter. So the Bounty Hunters was usually the, was before, was the... So Bounty Hunters had Asajj Ventress, Count Dooku, Ahsoka, and that would have been the Martez sisters. I would have loved to get the Bounty Hunters or the Martez sisters, but now with the Martez sisters being the Bad Batch and being Bravo Runners now, I understand why they did it. They were in the Bad Batch. I totally forgot they were in that show. <laughs> I totally forgot they were in the Bad Batch. <laughs> I totally forgot they were in the series. It just goes to show you how much I remember about the Bad Batch. Um, yeah, so here's a young Bobo with Ken Bain. We're doing a mission together. I, I, I do remember seeing the, this clip. I do remember seeing that. Full voice lines and everything. But hello, little lady. And they... It's with Wookiees, too. Wookiee? You see Chewbacca in the Clone Wars. And Dark Disciple, 
is Asajj Ventress. They had the Dark Disciple stuff with like the book, and then Quinlan Voss and Count Dooku. It was. I love watching these episodes. Okay. All right. All right. Continuing on. We should probably. All right. So we just sidetracked a whole lot in both that. But sorry. Ivana Sakno has been cast in the Ahsoka series. I believe is a bounty hunter or a Mandalorian. I think she's not done all that much. Um, she was in the Hulu series High Fidelity last year. I never saw that. She was in Pacific Rim Uprising. Never saw that one. Uh, but that movie does star uh, John Boyega. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so she's been cast in the Ahsoka series. Uh, so let's now talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. Wait, we, 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 Solo's on the plan? Yeah, Solo's the plan. This was the main episode, this is the main part of the show, we're 45 minutes in. We're talking about Boba Fett. We, it's final hype for Boba Fett. Uh. So, you know what, well, do you want to go into final theories and stuff now, or do you want to do that at... Well, I feel like you've been talking about Boba Fett this whole time, I feel like it'd just be weird to like, hey, Solo, then Boba Fett. Alright, well, let's keep, keep going with Boba Fett, then. And then Final so Boba Fett. I well, ju- well, let's just... So, first... Robert Rodriguez, this past week, said... In all the trailers you guys have seen... Mm-hmm. No, I, I believe this is from the Hollywood Report, but they said... Everything that we've seen from the series... Is from the first half of episode one. Or, or episode two. No, he said it's from the first half of episode is one. episode one? Yeah, just episode one, which I love. Okay. I have loved that so much. They're only showing us stuff in the first That's, half of the premiere. So, it's, I think it's also going to go the route of The Mandalorian, where it's like a couple of missions where he just go on and like, okay, I've got to go on this like supply run and find this thing. Get like so some character and like some relations between Boba Fett and then uh, Lady Side character, Orange Helmet. Lady Side character, Orange. Oh, uh, Fennec Shand. Yes. Um, I think they need to set up some relations there because mm-hmm. she's a second-hand man or second-hand woman. Sorry, or second-hand animatronic. Uh, right-hand woman. Right. R- right hand. Right. She is the right hand above Boba Fett. Yes. So I mean, cameo-wise, there are reports of a lot of cameos. Like we heard the reports of uh, Grogu. No. Which I, I don't see that happening. No. I don't see that happening. No. Like. Grogu is Grogu not, that looks jacked up. Grogu's off the loop. I have no like un, unless he's just chumming it up with power. Uh, unless Luke is in this series, which you know I I don't think is possible. Un, unless no, I, like, I want to cut the short right now because I don't want to talk about Grogu at all. Yeah, uh, I, I, Grogu's I, not. I, I, I don't think that Grogu's in the series. If he is, smack me and I'll be twenty bucks. I owe you twenty bucks. So cameo wise. We so in, in doing a Star Wars comparison in, in, instead of an MCU comparison, we're talking about cameos and how they're used. Yo, it'd be crazy to see Han Solo. That's what I'm thinking. But here's how: like Bad Batch was just cameo of the week. The cameos in Bad Batch did not advance the story at all. Tell me, Captain Rex didn't advance the story at all. That advanced story, and Rex had had a reason to be there. But the Martez sisters they're only advanced the story because they were part of Captain Rex, and they're also like a oh, Bad Batch. Actually yeah, but that. But that could have been anyway. It didn't have to be the Spice Girls. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the Spice Girls, but you know Disney decided to cut out a whole two arcs for the Spice Girls, 
So it's I'm true. gonna get the Spice Girls words. Fennec Shaw, cameo, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, as Cad Bane, and the Cad Bane stuff was awesome. Cad Bane cameo progressed the story. Yeah, but like, but you compared, and Hera had really nothing to do with the show. No, and Ryloth for Kanan Ryloth. had nothing to do with the show. Um, Kanan was, Kanan wasn't good. Yeah, it was. He was in the first episode. Oh my god, he was. <laughs> exactly. There's so many cameras in the Bad Batch. It was Kanan of the Week. No, Kanan, so we did, Kanan did progress the story. Kanan was their intro to Order 66. Kanan progressed the story. Yeah, but again, that could have been any Jedi. There could have been any what Jedi. What other Jedi would be cared about at this point? Huh? What other young men would we have cared about at this point and had a functional understanding along with the past but of Order 66? That didn't matter. That we also connected to. Kanan, we have connected to through Rebels. Yeah. And we, so we're not... So it's like, oh, look! It's cool! And and then, like, there, there's no wonder there about what does that Jedi do next? Like, instead of setting up a new character to be used in the But it's Jedi. also cutting off a loose string along with creating it. Because we don't need to wonder about a young Jedi, a young boy. Yeah. There's, like, 10,000 more out there. I know. So I feel like Kanan was a great move because you also have the comics to contrast it to, along with sick-looking clones, along with Gekka Biplop, who we also know as a senior member of the Jedi Council, adding more force. Yeah. Hera may have not added story progressing, but still, it's Ryloth. We saw him in the Clone Wars during the height mm-hmm. of Season 2 and Season 1, and we saw how much they fought through Rebels and how much that planet is suffering. And the Bad Batch coming in and saving Hera, a character we've also connected to and we'll also see in the future, and we've also seen in the future with Squadrons, and hopefully later on with the Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. We will see Hera her more and more. And seeing her as a youngling with a French accent was amazing. Mm-hmm. And her parents, and we get to connect with them in the politics, the Bad Batch getting more and more in the real world. Say what you want about the cameos now. Cameo. It's just the stuff like, it, all this stuff like, it just makes the universe feel a lot smaller. Uh, if, if, if they're only running around and, and being with characters of, that we know. Contrasting that with the Mandalorian, which I do agree had a lot of people that don't, that we didn't know, uh, Cobb Vanth, uh, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, well, we didn't know Fennec Shaw was on Mandalorian. I mean, I'm talking about like returning, like pre-existing characters for season two. Yeah, well, he was in the book, so we won't count that, but like Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and Luke Skywalker, those... They all narratively serve the story right. and are setting up, you know, future things, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've got a great comparison for uh, the Luke cameo, but um, yeah. Uh, so the, just seeing Luke... Well, I, I'll agree, didn't really move the story forward. It's just after The Last Jedi. Mm. And sort of how... And you guys know, I love that movie. I love that movie. I love Luke's arc in the movie. But that's not the Luke Skywalker we knew. And I kind of feel like... Luke's origin is across a full trilogy. Luke's... Origin is across a full trilogy, and we never saw what he did next. And I loved getting to, to see what he did next. So I guess that was more of like a fan servicey thing, not 
and that, that was a great moment, but, and, and we'll see where that goes. I just hope that fan service in the book of Boba Fett will be used to narratively serve the story and give emotional moments. Nah. You think it's going to be Cameo of the Week? You think it's going to be Cameo of the Week? Like, the, this week, it's Han Solo. Book of Boba Fett is going to play the same role as Bad Batch. You know, bring back a loved character, give them their own show, and then also bring a new character. Because Book of Boba Fett has no relative future. Ahsoka Tano has foreseeable futures. Mm-hmm. Bad Batch would have had the foreseeable future of the Camino Rebellion. Like I said before in the last today uh, podcast, we do not know where Book of Fett's, Book of Boba Fett's, jeez, Boba Fett's show will lead. We have no ultimate resolution. We know uh, Hawkeye is going to somewhat have to do with King. Well, Pen. not Clint Barton. Like, we know where, where Kate Bishop's going. Yes. We also knew that the Avengers were going to end with Endgame. We knew that Loki was going to have something to do with the Avengers. We knew <laughs> the Winter Soldier was going to have something to do with uh, the new extremist people. They gave us a premise. Yeah. Mandalorian was going to have to do something with getting Grogu a Jedi. And then at the season one, it was going to be all Grogu. Book of Boba Fett has only something to do with establishing Boba Fett's criminal underlord. Where does that play into the giant Star Wars universe? I don't think it had to. I don't think it needs to. Then where does Bad Batch also fill into this thing? Because then it fills the same hole. People are comparing Bad Batch like it was only there for cameos. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's not. It had a future of Camino Rebellion and then Omega. The Omega thing... Is a force sensitive chat. Yeah. Also, female clone. Well, actually, back. I think she's force sensitive. I think they tried to clone a force sensitive clone, and that's why we're not getting uh, Star Killer or Jack Thirteen. No, 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 no. Jack is a Lego clone. Yeah, it's. It's confusing. I don't really know how because I feel like Star Wars. Is just doing like what's a story we want to talk now? Let let let's do that story. I don't really feel like there are. I mean, except for the the shows created by Fat from Filoni, are really like like not nothing else was really setting up anything. Do I think there could be some characters like we meet in Kenobi and then we see them in, in Andor, probably. Andor like like just like a bounty hunter or something. Like, do I think we're going to see Kenobi and Andor? Hell no. Andor, though I'm going to love seeing Andor's backstory and like the backstory of the Rebellion. But then again, Andor is a thread that you just start and then you cut. These shows are all threads that start and cut because we all know a Star Wars fan will never be sated until they know the definite ending of a show. Yeah. Rebels fans weren't sated until they know what happened to Ezra. They knew Kanan is dead. They were sated with Kanan's character because he died. Yeah. Sabine, they don't know where happened to her. Ahsoka, they're never going to be saved with Ahsoka until Ahsoka dies. And then, even then, they're still going to wonder, what happened during this time period? Star Wars fans are ever... What I love and hate about Star Wars fans is that they'll always find something new to want. Yeah. That, that is absolutely true. It's it's just... Dude, Andor's going to be 12 episodes. What? It's 12 episodes. I, I'm really scared. They're going to change the tune now then. No, because they, they've wrapped. Really? They, they've they wrapped on Andor. I don't, like, 12 episodes, cool. I, I just, 
know there's going to be, and, and I hate to use this, this word, but filler, because I feel filler is like really what shows what characters are. I do like that it's more episodes. I, you know, I'm just saying that it means we're going to have to prepare for like these 35 minute episodes. You know, it's going to be like, it's going to be like 35 minutes. Because it's Disney Plus. I want to see Young Legend Tillies. <laughs> see, I, I think it's possible. Because we know in Rebels... It, it, it's the Dawn of Rebellion. It's the Dawn of Rebellion. No, actually, it's... Like, Wait, no, Wedge was in Rebels, right? Rebels in Rebels... Wedge was in Rebels, and then they kind of got him out of the Academy, and then he, they, he became a pilot for Hera, and then... That's just, right. Well, we know that Andor is set during or before season one of Rebels. So, so there's really no way that Wedge can be in the first season of the series. I mean, like, unless Andor does span, like, five years. Andor, another avenue for us to see Imperial Commander Cody. I think we're going to see Cody and Kenobi. Everyone wants to see Cody and Kenobi. I mean, especially with, like, Tim Morrison come, come, come back for so many things. Like, it's so easy for them to just, like, get him on the set of Kenobi for, like, a day to do a flashback. Right. And I, they wouldn't even need Tamara because Tamara's old. Like, I love Tamara. Tamara, if you like... You could de-age him. You could de-age him, but, like, like they did with Mark Hamill. But what are you going to de-age inside hell? I think they... You're going to take off... He, he's going to take off Alex. Like, we... De- like, if he's in the show, we deserve to see his face, I think. I, I, I think not. I just want to see... I want to, like... I want, like, the body and then D. Bradley Baker's voice. Because for me... <laughs> you want D. Bradley Baker's voice? I, 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 I want D. Bradley I Baker's voice so much. He is all the clones. D. Bradley Baker is more prominent for the clones for me than Tamara is. Tamara is more Boba Fett and uh, Jango Fett for me. And I know that's, like, you know, that's the clones, but, like... Come on, D. Bradley Baker did seven seasons of Clone Wars, voiced over 148 different unique clones. Name them all. Oh, <laughs> all right. No, don't Game we're gonna be here for hours. Here for hours. <laughs> Alright, we gotta go into Boa in, into solo talk because it's been a, an hour now. Uh, I think you guys know, I think I said this before, the, the plan for covering Boba Fett in future Disney Plus shows is due instant take podcast like six in the morning on Wednesdays. Or like seven more for the Disney pl- for the uh, upcoming Disney Plus shows for Star Wars. Right. Is to do two podcasts. We're gonna be doing like twenty minute instant takes on Wednesday mornings, and then like right after watching, then Fridays are gonna be full like in depth uh, spoiler discussions with feedback. If you guys send in feedback for for Boba Fett and Kenobi. So yeah, that is what the plan is for those. <sighs> All right, let's talk about solo now. What do you want to talk about? You, you're the boss here. Let's uh. Well, you s- create the prompt. I, I hate English class. You hate no, English I, class. Uh, I hate essays. All right, well, let's just start. What's your favorite part of the solo movie? Because I really like this movie. Uh, Han getting the Falcon. That's a great moment. Do you think my favorite part of this movie? Actually, no. Han meeting Chewie. Yeah. No, that's that's Han meeting Chewie and creating like the partnership of the ages because like yeah. he was the first one that Chewie had talked to in a while and helped Chewie get back to like it was like a dog like you just like Chewie is essentially a dog and so 
uh, Han being able to talk to Chewie, help Chewie, and get Chewie back to his people, and then save his people is pretty damn phenomenal for Han's, like, oh, I'm a smuggler on this rat planet, to, uh, I'm helping this one dude I never figured out get back to his people, and then that one dude comes back, helps me, and then we help bring down the first Death <coughs> And then the second Death I'm gonna say my favorite scene of this movie is probably the first Sabacc game where Alden meets uh, Charles Gambino. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I think it's great. It, sh- it, it just does a great job of like showing us who these two characters are and that like they have they don't change like they they stay these like arrogant children not forever like I think that by the time of the sequels like Han's grown up a little bit well a lot Lando is the same every time that, that we've seen him like from land from uh Solo through the Rise of the Skywalker he's always the same character like he just never changes Lando has no character development, and I, I love it. He's just the same character forever. Yeah, sure. Because he's just like, what's the next model? Hello, what have we here? Uh, no, you can't do the voice. No, I can't do the voice. And Drew, as much as you're my friend, I'm just going to tell you right now. I know. I, it's not as good as the voice I, I do. But I also really love... So, like, my favorite part of this movie is anything that has to do with Donald Glover, he's great. He's great in this role. I cannot wait to see him in Lando series if that happens. We've not heard anything on that in a long time. Uh, I Paul Bettany was so underused in this movie. I, I think that Paul Bettany could have had a lot. He good his role. He did. Like I, I think there were, were reports like he replaced another actor, and like. He 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 was, was Mad, like it wasn't Mads Mikkelsen. No, he re- no Mads Mikkelsen was uh, Galen in, in Rogue One. Right. No, he replaced uh, this actor just passed away. I I think just a couple months ago. Um. Oh my God! It was it was an Empire, I believe. Not Empire Strikes Back in the ser- in the show Empire. Um. But this actor was supposed to originally play the role of uh, Dryden Voss. And he had other things going on. And Paul Bettany was brought in. Now, of course, Paul Bettany was at the time filming Avengers. Right. So they had to shorten the role. Well, what more would you want Paul Bettany to do? I don't know, like, within the context of this movie, there's not much you could yeah. have him do, but... What you'll have is probably in, not Boba Bo Fett, but in Bad Batch, since you know Darth Maul is, like, the criminal overlord in the Clone Wars right now... Yeah. You'll, and you saw him with, with the Black Sons, Crimson Dawn, all those people, and you saw Dragon Boss in, like, that Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming at one point here the Bad Batch will be running into more criminal overlords. And sure, get Paul Bettany to come on Bad Batch with Dragon Boss. Well, but wanting things without having like a clear understanding of what you want, besides, I just wanted more. It's, uh, it's hard for like him to fit more into the cell story without like more prominence. Yeah, the um, 
No, I actually really thought that we were going to see Dryden Boss in the Bad Batch. Because the moment that, that we saw Depo Bilaba and uh, Caleb Doom. Because remember, we saw them in, in Season 7. You really thought you were going to see Dryden Boss? No, no, no. Here's, here's why. Is because they had, like, like seeing, like, Depo Bilaba and Caleb Doom in both what Season 7 at uh, Canaan as... Holograms in like one scene in Clone Wars season seven. Do, do, do you remember that? It's like they had the character models created for Bad Batch. It's like, well, we have them. Let's just put them in Clone Wars. They remember we saw Dryden in that season also. I'm very confused by your train of thought here because you looked at Bad Batch and like, yeah, Dryden Voss. Well, this guy. well this was at at the beginning of the season before I knew how cameo focused it was gonna be. I'm still confused how you drew Dragon Because, Boss. no, just from like a like no, nothing plot wise, just like from a from like a production perspective. Mm-hmm. Because both Depa Bilaba, Kanan, and Dryden Voss all appeared in Clone Wars season seven as holograms, and because we saw Depa and Kanan in Bad Batch. It's like, well, they have the character models. I'm betting that they were created for the show, and they're like, well, let's just throw them in Clone Wars. Now, obviously, we would not see Dryden Voss. You know what? Like, tell me that, like... I feel like, obviously, is an understatement. I feel like we uh, look at the words, like, clearly. Dumb fuck, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's... Dryden Voss is a cool character and concept. I don't need more of him. Gotta be honest. I don't either. I just thought that Paul Bettany like gave us a little bit more. I do want to see more Paul Bettany. Oh yeah, Paul Bettany's a great actor. I don't. Great. I don't want him to leave Marvel. He won't. I you know I I think he's in Armor Wars, but that is beside the point. You're gonna see him more with like White Vision. Yeah. And he's gonna be coming back here. I do. Yeah. Um. Woody Harrelson is great. Oh, great. I, I love Woody Harrelson just about everything that he does. Um, he's... It's just hard for me to see him as anything other than, like, Woody Harrelson at this point. Because, like, he was in Hunger Games. He was in Star Wars. He was in uh, Venom. A lot of, of other things. Stuff that comes to mind is like <laughs> I was re-watching Venom last week in preparation for No Way Home and um he's <laughs> got to the credit scene of the first movie and he's like that credit scene makes no sense for it makes one? for the first movie because like what was that any credit scene it, it was uh Eddie goes to uh San Quentin prison right because Cletus Cassidy wants to talk to him Cletus Cassidy has never met Eddie Brock in his life. Well, like, they get newspapers in prison. No, 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 no. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Is he does not know that Eddie Brock has a symbiote. There's no way that he could have known that. And he starts out, the first thing that he says to Eddie Brock is, when I get out of here, and I will, well, there's going to be carnage. <laughs> Just the dumbest line ever. And I love it for that. Defending Venom, defending that credit scene here, because you've refreshed my memory now. Eddie Brock is a great crime reporter doing like... Oh, yeah. He's famous at the start of the first movie. 
And so, yeah. Uh, and we all we both know that Cletus Cassidy wants the drama. He's a drama queen with murder. And so, yeah, who's better to... he who's Who does he want to talk to more than like, one of the most prominent crime reporters that lives in San Francisco and, like, a 15-minute motorcycle drive from his prison? Yeah. No, it, it it's just funny. He's like that. Scene, the carnage stuff is cringe. The 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 scene really does not make sense. There's gonna be carnage. There's gonna be carnage. What happens to tacos? What happens if there's gonna be birds? Anyway, so getting back to solo, um, I just think this is a really fun heist movie. Like it, it really is. Oh, so, yeah. Like. I was I was watching him and I didn't take any notes. I was just having fun. This is a really fun movie. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, there's nothing I hated about the movie. Like, there's nothing I can look back and like. Yeah, I really hated this because I don't really hate anything about any of the Star Wars movies. No, I, I mean there are, there are things that you know with Rise of Scar that I'm embarrassed by. There's a niche that you like. Ooh, you kind of want to pick that a little bit. They fly now. Yeah. Being the big one. Well, let's be fair, they haven't, like, fought any flying stormtroopers at the point in time, but yeah, there's probably not, like, you know, the stormtroopers. Finn is, was a stormtrooper, and they've been flying for, like, 70 years. To be fair, they had not fought a stormtrooper in the sequence. Finn was a stormtrooper, and Poe saw them in a comic. Now, do I consider, like, the bo- books and comics canon? No, I don't. Whoa! What? a you don't consider the books and comics canon. Do, do I? Do I read them? Yeah. Do I? I, I like them. Yeah, mostly. But Galaxy of Adventures. You don't consider that canon. What is that? All right. All right. Which one's Galaxy of Adventures? It's like the mini. Like it's like the mini. It's like there's two stores in issue. No, I don't know. All right. I'll send you one of my issues. All right. Well, let's uh let's keep keep, keep going because we are running very long right now. So. Uh, it's just the whole thing with like sequels and this movie is clearly setting up sequels with like Darth Maul and now we're hearing reports like the yeah, Darth, Maul. Darth Maul movie. I just want a prequel Darth Maul movie. Dude, I, I love a Crimson Dawn Disney Plus series. No, I want, screw Crimson Dawn. I want to see like Darth Maul like get adoptionated by Darth Sidious. Oh, dude, like what if that's like what the act, no, the act likes too, too far before that in the timeline for that to happen. Yes. Um, because the Acolyte's 50 years before Phantom I believe. Really? Yeah. Because it, it's at the very end of the, um, uh, of the High Republic era. And it was confirmed by, like, the Chinese synopsis of, like, one of the High Republic books. Mm-hmm. That it was going to be, uh, that the, the High Republic era ends 50 years before Phantom Menace. Alright, alright. Which, I've not read any of the High Republic books except for the first one. I've not kept up on it at all. Uh, I'm gonna get back into it. I read this like site that I'm not gonna say online, but like. <laughs> I know because I see you reading those during PE. I see you re- reading comics during PE. <laughs> but like, they, they have all the Star Wars comics. Besides the one that I've been looking for for the past three years that has a Commanding Cody story, I just want to. Uh. <sighs> Alright, well. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'd love to see Kira again. What is up with, with Kira? I've so, not read Kira's in the Crimson Dawn. 
And the War of the Bounty Hunter story, which just happened in the comics recently, they were all fighting over Hanzo's bounty. And Kira was holding an auction for it. Because Kira, in between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, what Kira had done is kind of knocked out Boba Fett's ship and had captured Hanzo's body and held a giant auction for all the war criminals and all the smugglers and all the crime lords. Who could get the who could get one of the guys who destroyed the first Death Star, infamous outlaw and uh, old worker for Jabba the Hutt? Who wants to buy him? And they held a giant auction and then Darth Vader wasn't happy with it, so he showed up and then Kira like really went up face to face against Darth Vader and didn't die and just kind of was like, okay, huh, I'm gonna help you. And that was like her final line that I ever heard from her. Do you realize how crazy that sounds? In hindsight. <laughs> it's like, yes. I'm sorry, this is why I don't read the comics anymore. Is because they, like, I was thinking back on it, and it's like, this sounds like fan fiction. So, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying it, it does not sound like... Right. 20 minutes ago where I said I hate English. So, I may be an English author, but what I cannot do is tell a story or... <laughs> Summarize with plot details very well. Yeah, neither can I. But still, it's... You know, alright, so here's what... Because I don't want to... I hate talking badly about Star Wars. I hate talking negatively about Star Wars. So, do you think anything from War of the Bounty Hunters will come into play in this new series? Because I'd say no... But then we saw Cobb Vanth in Mandalorian. So Which, Bo- by the way, I have heard that Cobb Vanth is in this new series. Oh, that's cool. Book of Boba Fett, you know what? With Bounty Hunters, you're going to see... War of the Bounty Hunters was just a small thing. And the repercussions are... Minimal. Yeah. Basically, Cobb no, is not on good terms with the Empire. But we already knew that because none of the black market people were gone on good terms with the Empire. And then uh, what you're going to have is... Because War of the Bounty Hunters also had Bosk, also had Dengar, also yeah. had, um, like, what, who's, like, the drug people from Mandalore? The drunk people from Mandalore? The drug people. Drug people, oh. Uh, the, the Pikes, right? Yeah, the Pikes. Also had the Pikes in it. Well, the yeah, the Pikes are also in Solo. And Huts. The Huts, yes. That, so you're gonna get the Huts as a big player. Uh, the well, Huts. Did he kill all the Huts? No. Thought he did. Did the, the Vader kill all the huts? Vader didn't kill all the huts. Oh, okay. He can't kill all the huts. Well, all of like the like the the hut council, like we saw in Clone Wars. Did Vader kill the hut council? I thought I heard that he did. Now look, the main reason why I don't read Star Wars comics is because they present so many plot holes. Like Actually, Vader no. knows about Exegol, right? Why did Anakin, in all his years as a Force ghost, never tell Luke that the Emperor was building secret bodies on Exel? This is the only thing I will ever agree with Star Wars Theory on. You guys know I'm not a big fan of Star Wars Theory. I don't like him that much. I think he's... I think that he panders to his audience. But... I... This is the one thing that I will agree with, with him on is that Vader knowing about Exegol makes no sense. Well, Vader, 
Huh? Yeah, so after, so actually, I was, I missed a key plot point that during War of the Nine Hunters, that's when the Grand Hut Council died, leaving Jabba the Hutt to be the sole Hut Council, so never mind, Hutts are out of play for Book of Fett. Well, that would make, make sense now, then, as to why Bib Fortuna is, like, in charge of all the Jabba's at, right. as in the Mandalorian season. So, completely backtrack, strike the record, uh, Hutts are no longer a play in Book of Fett, I thought they were still around. I think the first couple minutes of this series, honestly, I, but now, now that we know that all the footage is from the first, like, 20 minutes of the entire show, I think, like, I hope the beginning of each episode is, like, a five-minute flashback as to, like, Boba Fett's, like, five-year gap between Return Jedi and Mando Season 2. I hope, like, I hope we get some young Boba flashbacks. Dude, I love that. Like, I mean, it's still you see, like, more you see, like live action Cad Bane, some new live action boss. <laughs> we we de aged uh, Daniel Logan. We de aged Daniel Logan about twenty years. Um, I got nothing else to say, guys. Next podcast is gonna drop on Wednesday morning, December 29th, Talking about oh really, Daniel? Oba. Wow, Oba. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> de aged Daniel Logan. If <laughs> we. We make it like two feet shorter, three feet shorter. Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Dad. Get, get him, Dad. Get him. Fire! Get him, Dad. <laughs> get him. All right. Do you have anything else to hey, say? Hey, we hey. didn't talk about Soul that much. I yeah. like Soul. I just don't. Think it's it's really, it's really what are you talking about? There's not that much to talk about Solo. Oh, do you know that Daniel, do you know that Daniel Logan was in a movie called The Legend of Johnny Lingo, which had a talking parrot? And a surfer dude in it. That seems like a movie that Daniel Logan would be in. <laughs> but also, Daniel Logan was in Sharknado 4. Sharknado the, the Fourth Awakens? Yes. Yeah. That That is the only thing about Sharknado that I know is that the fourth one's called The Fourth Awakens. And Daniel Logan is not a version as he has one child. <laughs> Tell us what other characters are not virgins. And then, well, while you do that, I will... Close us out. <laughs> um, Hayden Christensen is not a virgin. Okay. Child. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Tuscan Radio. My, my name is Drew Gretsch. And I'm Mike Badrov. Pleasure we'll be, to be here. We'll be back on Wednesday. You, I don't think, will be able to join us for the first episode of Boba Fett. Because we'll be... Because there's not that great of an internet connection. But, you know, you'll be there for episodes two. If you decide to do a Discord and you do have an interaction, I'll be able to do it. Because yeah. I'll probably watch that. We'll it, try it. It depends on what time you do it. Oh, I'm seeing them until 3 a.m. from from Boba Fett on then, the first week. Because I have school Wednesday. Well, we're not this Wednesday, next Wednesday. Oh, right. No, we go to the same school. <laughs> right, no, then yeah. Uh, no, I'll be seeing it in like a day. All right, cool. Because like my dad will probably take off at least an hour of work to like watch that oh, if he great. decides to. And he's also no, he took off work for like that whole week, so it's fine. Nice. And so did my mom. So yeah, we'll watch Boba Fett. Alright, that, that is awesome. Alright, so guys, go follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod, send in some feedback. You guys can now uh, rate podcasts on Spotify. So please we'll drop like, a five star rating on Spotify. Comments on Spotify. That'd be nice. I, that would be great. Um Yeah, can you guys comment how hot Drew's voice is? Can't do that. No, Michael has a better voice than I do. <laughs> it's just because, like, I'm tired. Michael also has a bit of a southern accent, I think. Yes. 
Yes. Do you have a, no one else agrees with me on that that you don't have a, have a a southern accent. Like Ben is like, no, that's ridiculous. And then Amelia like like wanted to know like what I was smoking when I said like you had a southern like a little. Yeah, bit we talked to Amelia forever. That's true. Um, like I saw Amelia one. I saw like Amelia like Holiday did not say hi to me. I'm like, oh okay. And so it's like, I I swear a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Twitter's at Tuscan Radio Pod. Go send in some feedback there. Uh, you say darn tootin' a lot now. Hey, darn, darn tootin'. You better say darn tootin' next time. darn. Mary. God diddly dang it. Mary. Uh, <laughs> cramp. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. Oh, I, I already said I'm Mike Badger, but again, pleasure to be here. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for taking the hour and 20 minutes to listen to our two teenage voices. Yes. Uh, may the force be with you. And Merry always. Christmas. I have spoken.